0: Well, greetings and welcome to Simply Christ. My name is Mark Shepard. I'm glad you're here and you're joining us. Welcome our new subscribers. If you are new here, uh, just make sure you check out our YouTube channel as well as our website. Same thing on YouTube, Simply Christ. You can also check out uh, the website, simplychrist.org. We are going to be updating some things on the website, making some changes, but uh, you'll see some articles there as well. Let's jump into it. The last two episodes, we've looked at discouragement. What do we do if we are discouraged? And we've kind of examined the, the aspects of what we can do internally, looking at our lives and seeing what it is and what discouragement means and some of the reasons why we become discouraged and what we can do in the sense of how to overtake that and overcome the the sense of discouragement we we find. Uh, go back and check out those. I don't want to go uh, too much into those, but I'll let you look and listen, rather listen to those in um, the past podcast. Today, though, what I want to do is I want to give you some specific things, and I I guess you would call these tasks or certain things you can do to help overcome discouragement. But this is more than just about overcoming discouragement. This is sort of really the track that we ought to run when it comes to living the spiritual life. And that really, I think, is a very important element in what these podcasts and our videos are all about. I say that because and what we do in on this channel is if you're new to the channel, what we try to do is we look at what the spiritual teachings of Jesus Christ are. What is the spiritual way that we've been called to live? It, it's very discouraging at times, and I'm gonna be very frank, okay? I'm very open, but I I I don't want to I don't want to, you know, belay the point and keep pushing it too much and just you know, get too much into the weeds. But I find it discouraging at times that so many Christians who read the scriptures, and I'm talking a very large majority, who read the scriptures, but they do not see what the message is of the scripture. I find that all the time in some of my discussions on Twitter is this idea that, you know, we've been given this big book that drops from the sky. And many Christians believe that, that Jesus left, he went back to heaven, and then this big book from heaven fell, okay? It didn't fall from heaven, but basically, we had to hurry up and get this book, because if we don't have this book, we don't know what to do, and we will not know what to do about being a Christian. And today, 2,000 years later, we have this book or this collection of letters, and we are so busy studying them that we do not take time to do what it says. And what I mean by doing what it says, I'm not talking about rule number one, rule number two, rule number three. I'm talking about what the message is of the entire New Testament or the collection of letters. The entire collection of the letters uh, of the New Testament, rather, is a collection of letters by Paul, by the writers of the Gospels, by Luke, who wrote Acts, and Luke, of course. And then we have Romans and Paul, and uh, Paul writing Romans, and all these other ones. We have James. We don't even know who wrote Hebrews. And we have John. We have um, all these different ones. Peter, we have all these writers in here that wrote specific letters, now, I, I'm, I'm going to start off this podcast by describing this because I want us to understand what the message of the Scriptures and the New Testament is. The message of the New Testament is to live by the Spirit, period. Let me repeat that. It's about living by the Spirit of God. When Jesus said, I'm going to give you a Spirit, and the Spirit will guide you unto all, all truth— Jesus didn't say, I'm going to give you a great big book to read, and I want you to study it. And if you study it and get everything right, then you'll be able to go with me and be up there in heaven. That's not the purpose of the New Testament. The purpose of the New Testament is to guide us and to tell us to listen to the guidance of the Spirit. Paul wrote those letters. All of them wrote those letters for encouragement and even just to combat problems that the church was facing. I do not want to get into a discussion of what the New Testament is and how it came about. That's for another topic that we're doing, and I've been working on this one for quite some time because I don't want people to misunderstand some things, because typically what you find is you find extremism, extremism on both ends. You find extremism on one side that says, you know, you've got to follow and and you've got to say a Bible or read the Bible verse in a specific translation. If not, you're going to hell. And you have the other group that says, well, just throw the Bible away. It means nothing whatsoever. It's none of those. So it's a very difficult process in trying to come up with a way of explaining this. So the New Testament writings are telling us to live by the Spirit. The problem is we don't like living by that. Because living by the Spirit means that we're forced to think about things in a spiritual way, and the spiritual way sometimes is kind of weird. And anytime you mention spiritual, people think spirituality. And when they think of spirituality, they think of Buddhism and Hinduism or some shamanism or some kind of ism that's out there. But Jesus makes it clear. Paul makes it clear. In fact, the entire book of Galatians is about Walk by the Spirit. Isn't that interesting, huh? But sometimes we can't see the forest because of the trees. So, why do I start with this? I start with this for a number of reasons. Well, really, the biggest reason. Is I want you to make sure you understand what I'm talking about and the things I'm going to be talking about here in the steps to overcome discouragement or even walk in the spiritual way. Because when I talk about steps to overcome discouragement, it's really the avenue to the spiritual life. And the byproduct of that is the elimination or the control, rather I should say, of the discouragement because we do find ourselves discouraged. But what can we do to minimize that? And number two, what can we do to avoid those things? Okay. Because I've been told many times, and maybe you have too, if you're discouraged, just go read your Bible. Okay. Now, yes, that's some good advice to do that. I want you to do that. Don't misunderstand me. Go to read that. But then it's, you know, just say a prayer and go read your Bible. Go read your Bible. If you're tempted, go read your Bible. Guys, I know many people, and I think if we were all honest with ourselves, we would realize that we can go read our Bibles and still succumb to the temptation that we may be facing. Why? Because we're not pursuing things in the spiritual way, the spirit realm the way of listening to the Spirit. So how can we walk on this path and how can we do these things? And you've already heard on some of these, but I want us to look at some of them a little bit more and go into a little bit more detail. We're going to try to get through some of this, through all of it rather, in this podcast. If not, we'll break it up and we'll see with what we can do with it. And I promise again to be a little bit more, I guess a little bit more, on time with some of these. Uh, I know some of you may know that I lost my mother last uh, year, late last year, and I've been going back and forth trying to deal with that. And my father's, he's, well, pretty much alone at home. So I try to go visit him, stay with him quite a bit. And you know, that takes time. And I'm also working while I'm there. So it's a little bit difficult because my studio is here at the house. So let's jump into it now. The very first thing we need to do in any kind of effort to overcome discouragement, of course, is live in the spiritual realm, which requires that we have to do, number one, renew our mind. It really is that. I, I saw a cartoon the other day, and it showed a cartoon, and, I, and I, I'm not trying to dismiss what the person who drew the cartoon was trying to say. I, I understand what they were trying to say, but it was it really came off wrong. And what it showed was it was one of those split cartoons, you know, the same guy in the in the frame and it on one frame of it he's taken his he's taken it and opened up his head and he's pulled his brain out and the next frame it shows him putting a bible in that's a little simplistic that tells me that i'm supposed to take my brain out and put a bible in but god gave us a brain he gave us a mind he wants us to use it god did not say to get rid of your brain he did not say to get rid of your mind he did not say to do any of those things those are God-given tools, God-given things. What we need to do, though, is we need to renew our mind. It's not an elimination of the mind. It's not an elimination of reason. It's a spiritual renewing of the mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, And do not be compared to this world, but rather be changed by the renovation of your thoughts um, and the distinguishing and be distinguishing that which is the will of God, the good and the acceptable and the perfect. This is from the Aramaic Scriptures online. If you want to go to the Aramaic Scriptures, you'll be able to read them. It's very, uh, it's very good. It gives you a different, uh, a different take in the sentence structure and how the language of Jesus' day. You can check the link out. I will leave it in this podcast in the description. So. Paul is telling these people: don't be conformed to this world or compared to this world. Um, Some translations say conformed. But what are we supposed to do? Be changed by what? Throwing the way of our mind? No, the renovation of our thoughts. And be distinguishing. In other words, think about, distinguish, discriminate that which is the will of God, the good and the acceptable and the perfect. And when you do that, then you will be able to know the good and the acceptable and the perfect. We struggle with God, we struggle with the Scripture, we struggle with the Christian life, the spiritual life, because we have not renewed our mind. Remember, the mind, and in fact, this is the next verse, Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 8. For those who are in the flesh are mindful of the flesh, and those who are of the Spirit are mindful of the Spirit. So let's look at it two ways. The first one, those who are in the flesh are mindful of the flesh. And the flesh are the worldly things that we deal with, the desires, the hungers and desires of our sinful nature, just how we deal with reality. What Paul is doing here is he is trying to get the Roman church to understand that you have to start operating in a different reality. And it's not the reality of what we see here smell, touch, or see. Is that a reality? Of course that's a reality, but those realities will disappear. For instance, we could lose all of those senses, right? We could lose our hearing, our sight, our smell, our taste, and our ability to feel anything. Does that change reality? Well, in a way, it changes a reality for us in the physical sense, for sure. So what do we do? what reality are we living in then now i know that gets a little deep and philosophical and you know you can really chase some kind of rabbit on that one but the point is is we are dealing with a worldly reality but the worldly reality is going to disappear and change the real reality pardon the pun is of the spiritual eternal reality the alpha and the omega the unchanging god the realities of the spiritual and eternal realm. And when we live in that realm, then we are experiencing the true reality. So, that's why Paul says here, for those who are in the flesh are mindful of the flesh. Why? Because their minds are set on those things. But it says, and those who are of the Spirit are mindful of the Spirit. We have too many people, too many Christians who are running around in the fleshly nature. They're looking for the right political system. They're looking for the right utopia. They're looking for whatever it is that they can do to make this world the best place to live. Yes, we want to enjoy the life we have, but that is not necessarily what the Christian call is. The Christian life is to walk by the Spirit, and then you will not uh, satisfy the desires of the sinful nature, Galatians chapter 5, right? So back to Romans chapter 8, for those who are in the flesh are mindful of the flesh, and those who are of the Spirit are mindful of the Spirit. See, the person's spiritual listening to the spiritual ways. For the mind of the flesh is death and the mind of the spirit is life and peace. You want to know why so many people are not experiencing life and peace? Because they're not listening they're living by the spiritual way. They're living by the flesh and the flesh is death, right? That's what he says. For the mind of the flesh is death. So how is the mind, uh, uh, the fleshly mind, uh, lead to death? How is the flesh of death? Because the The way of thinking that we have with the flesh is all of a physical nature. And when he's talking about death here, it's not talking about we physically die in that sense. Yes, we do. But it's the death of the soul, death of the spirit, because we're not giving the desires of the spirit. It's all about the flesh, what we want. And that brings a spiritual death to us. That brings misery. It brings pain. It brings hurt. But the mind of the spirit is life and peace that's why many christians don't experience that because they have the attitude that you know you're supposed to read your bible study your bible and if you understand and just study your bible everything is fine. Everything's taken care of. And then they don't understand why they do not have peace. Because that's why I started off this podcast with an understanding that if we want to live in the spiritual way, it's not an intellectual pursuit of a Bible scholar or trying to be biblical scholars. It is about being filled with the Spirit of God. And once our mind is renewed, once we see the spiritual working in us, I cannot describe the amount of, or the level of understanding you would get from Paul's letters. There's many scriptures I'd look at and it's like, yeah, okay, I understand the definitions of those things, but it really doesn't really kind of tie in or even make sense. And then when you start looking at them through the spiritual lens, it all starts making sense. All of Jesus's hard and tough teachings start making sense if we look at it, but we have to renew our mind. He continues on because the mind of the flesh is hostile toward God, for unto the law of God, it isn't subservient because it isn't able to be, and those who are in the flesh are not able to be pleasing to God. So, if we're living by the flesh, we can't be pleasing to our Father. It doesn't mean He doesn't hate, or that He hates us and He wants to throw us into hell and to burn us alive on a, on the you know eternal barbecue rotisserie. It's not like that. It means that we can't please God. God's not happy with what we're doing. Now, again, it can lead to that, of course. It can lead to our eternal destruction. But the mind that is focused on the flesh will never understand the true will of God because God is spirit. And if we want to understand God, we have to understand God in spiritual terms, right? You know, it makes sense, really. It, it When you think about it, it's so simple. It really is not that difficult of a concept. What's difficult, though, is allowing the Spirit to change us, because it is a very hard thing to let go. I know some of you may know some of my background growing up. I grew up in a very, very uh, fundamental church setting. And I mean, this is a very legalistic church. And I used to burn the varnish off the pulpit, just like those preachers. I mean, if you were a Baptist, if you were a Catholic, if you were anything, you are all going to hell Only my church is going to be the one, and it's got to have the right name on there. If not, you're in hell because you're not doing what God wanted. I mean, I was one of those rabid, burn-the-varnish-off-the-pulpit kind of guys. You know, I was a big-time Bible thumper, you would call it. In other words, I used a Bible as a hammer instead of a tool to use to bring people into the spiritual realm. But God took a hold of me. And he still is, trust me. He's really still taking a hold of me on a lot of things. Don't think for a minute minute that I'm claiming to have reached anything. But what he's doing is he's working on the renewing of my mind. And we're going to visit this, and we're going to discuss this a little bit more at a later time and in a little bit more depth, because I can promise you right now, we are not going to get to the list of everything that's on my list of Uh, for this podcast on what we can do to overcome discouragement. One of the things we can do, though, is renew—well, the most important thing we can do is to renew our mind because an unrenewed mind is not going to be able to process the things that are necessary for the spiritual life because we're going to interpret them based on our our physical, our fleshly experiences. Remember, we live in two worlds— we live either in a fleshly world, and what I mean by flesh, I'm not just talking about the things we can touch and see, I'm talking about the ideas, meaning that if somebody does something wrong to us, we're supposed to retaliate this way back to them. If this makes us, if this happens, this makes us angry, and we need to take care of that issue right then and there and solve it right then and there in a worldly way of doing things. That is the fleshly mind. Whenever I am dealing with something that I don't agree with, well, then I need to combat that person. Maybe call them a name or get upset with them and tell them they're not a true Christian. Those are fleshly ways of doing things. But the spiritually minded person is going to deal with them in a spiritual way, which is what the spiritual fruit are about. Loving, peace, joy, patience, faith, righteousness, self-control, all these spiritual fruit. And those are not the only spiritual fruit. Those are just some of the ones that are listed that, that Paul talks about in Galatians. But the other realm is that spiritual realm that I've just described. So we can live in one of two worlds. And just because we read and study our Bible does not mean we're living in the spiritual realm. Many people have studied their scriptures and know their Bible inside and out but they're some of the most unspiritual people you could meet. And I find that rather strange because that's the entire message of not only, not only the entire message of the New Testament, but it's exactly what Jesus dealt with, with the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, the Sadducees, the, the scribes. They knew their Torah. They knew Genesis all the way through Malachi. They memorized it. I'm talking about memorized the entire Old Testament. They could tell you exactly where things were, where things were going to be, what things were not supposed to be. They, they knew everything, yet Jesus told them, I don't know you. You don't, you don't know me. You search the scriptures, but you don't find me. They couldn't see the forest because of the trees. Renew our mind. We have to think differently about how our life is and what life and reality are about. How does that work in discouragement? It works in discouragement because when we live in that way, this, the byproduct is a life that's encouraged. We have life, we have peace. And if you have life and you have peace, you're not going to have discouragement. Discouragement cannot share the same home with life and with peace. The individual who is discouraged all the time doesn't mean that we don't face discouragement, but with the person who lives in a world of discouragement is a person who is not enjoying life and peace. Our mind is, is then of the flesh. We tend to think of flesh as just the, you know, the bad, evil, naughty sins, but that's not what the mind of flesh is. The mind of flesh is the one that interprets things in a worldly way, worldly wisdom. Oh, there's so much I want to talk about that we even talk about that that where Paul says, you know, a worldly wisdom, but we're supposed to live by the spirit. Oh, there's there's so much we can talk about, but what I want us to do today is I want us to understand that we have to renew our mind. That's the first, very first thing we do. Because we can do the rest of all these. We can, we can spend time with God. We can listen to the Spirit. We can do all these things. We can study our Bibles. We can memorize Bibles. We can go to Bible bowls. We can stay up all night meditating on Scriptures. We can do all these things. But if we do not have a renewed mind, if our mind is not set and is not structured in a way that's going to allow the Spirit to work on us, then there is no way we are going to be able to combat discouragement. Yes, we can read scriptures, we can do those, and I want us to do that. But I want us to remember this. We have to renew our mind. We have to look at the world in a totally different way. And when we look at this world in a totally different way, what we start finding out is life starts making sense. Until next time, we'll cover the next them on the next podcast. We'll get to them, I promise you. Until then, God bless.